I did it. <laughs> it got really quiet, so I figured everyone was done with their testing. I think. So. Yeah, no, I did it. I do whatever Jess tells me to do. Okay, yeah, no, if I, sorry, I hit start stream rather than start record, so fuck knows where this is going. <laughs> Yay! Are we in? Some obscure. I'm yeah, in. I know, yeah. <laughs> How else do you think we get Hello, off? Hello, everyone, and... and welcome back to Jarred. Hello! <laughs> Hello! Season six. Six? Yes, and the only reason I'm confident on that oh. is because when I was doing promo, I did type season five four times. <laughs> before correcting it to six. <laughs> okay, season six. Wow. How did we get here? It's six seasons. This year will be the... It's the third, third year, year of Jar. Yikes. Yikes, and we're still not famous. Yeah. You know, I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was talking to... Uh, well, Ryan Davis. is. <laughs> I was talking... Yeah, Ryan from YouTube. Oh, no. I was talking to uh, Mike Davis from the Riverfield podcast last night, and I was like, you ever worry that, like, it's going to take off, it's going to get big, and then, like, people are going to start digging through our Twitter accounts from, like, 2010 Don't. and then try to cancel us? Done. I've already been through I my worry Instagram. About that I've already been through my Instagram all and the archived time. everything. Like I got rid of all my like bad posts and my cringy shit. Yeah, I went through I went through my Twitter years ago, which mind you, I never really posted that much, but you know what I did fucking post? What? My goddamn real life cell phone number. <laughs> I tweeted it out. I mean, I don't I don't think I ever like tw- like specifically tweeted anything inflammatory but like i know like back like back then because i was like closeted i was like a little bit homophobic i don't think i ever put anything on social media but i do worry that i maybe did and i don't remember mm-hmm. i don't think maybe not though i don't think there's anything out there that i would online that i would regret i don't think like tweet wise or status wise or anything like that just cringy ass selfies and pictures which i've had to take down it's the only thing oh I can do. Oh my god. If we get famous and anyone goes back on my Twitter, they're gonna find an absolute fucking gold mine from when I was living at Amber's house because I was <laughs> staying up until sunrise and I all my best tweets I always tweeted at like four or five in the morning, like really <laughs> like middle of the night, like delirious thoughts. I would just tweet them and they would just that that's how I got I got so many followers doing that. Everyone was just like, these are wonderful. I had like thousands of followers at one point because of those. <laughs> And yet that hasn't carried over to this, but uh <clears throat> No, because once yeah. I stopped four AM tweeting, they started unfollowing. So Boo. we need to start four AM tweeting again. You can. No, I'm good. I'm gonna be just gotta sleep. I, I could have this morning someone decided to start a video chat. Well yeah, it was like it was like yeah. four o'clock. It was time to get ready for Jard. It really wasn't. I was literally just going down for my nap. Like, I was just settling down for my nap. When Amber doesn't have to work, we always start getting ready around four. Because we have yeah. to do hair and makeup. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. And, Dougie, and then I honestly, left late. I, honestly, Dougie, no one told you to answer the fucking phone. Put your shit on silent. <laughs> it was on silent. Yeah. It was the vibration yeah. part that fucked me. Yeah. <laughs> my phone doesn't do Sitting anything my... when it's on silent. It's just like... I've got the vibration function on my not shit. Me, so no I have way. it on silent when I'm at work. Yeah. You're not bothering me. If you die in the middle of the night, that's your own problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm the same way. I put my shit on silent. No vibration, no Absolutely nothing. Absolutely not. Like, oh, my, mine's always on vibrate. Like, yeah. 
You got to come, like, knock on the door if someone dies because, like, my phone, no. Which, and I have, like, a landline. And so I know if I get calls at that early in the morning, I know it's someone that has my landline and it is an emergency. And the last time I had a metal night call like that, yeah, it was an emergency. So. I just yeah, no, nothing is going to disturb me when I sleep. So I can't relate to either of you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm trying to nap. Turn your fucking phone on silent. It was. I had to mute the fucking chat. And even then it's it still didn't work because Facebook's a piece of it's shit. It's not on silent if it's still vibrating. That's vibrate. That's not silent. No, I put my phone on straight up silent. Yes. So you learned a lesson here today. Yay, first lesson of this season. Many more to Yes, come. for the last three years we started getting ready at four o'clock and also put your phones on silent. <laughs> We're back. Okay. I'm really stoked. So our Instagram followers, we did a poll on Instagram um, between cults and serial killers. Everyone wanted serial killers. They did. I personally was pretty stoked about cults. Next season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then we did a subsequent poll whether they wanted um, high profile serial killers or like lesser known and everyone wanted lesser known serial killers. So I guess they're tired of hearing about Ted Bundy. I think we're all I tired guess. of hearing about the mainstream ones. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I could hear about Ted Bundy for days, but that's just me. Um, so, yeah. So, we're doing low pro serial killers this season. Has everyone picked their serial killers? Fuck no. <laughs> did you not Did you not take my advice the other day? Just go to Murderpedia. Just, like, I just, click I, I just, I haven't, like, mentally, I just haven't had the time to even go check yet. I'm off the next couple of days, so that's what I plan on doing. As well as painting my parents' house. They are redoing some rooms in their house, and I have to do that as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm... Because you know that my what my idea was for serial killers, because I thought that we were going to do more high profile. And, you know, my thing was if we were doing more high profile, then I was going to cover, like, only school shootings. So, yeah. yeah. So I feel I said, this well, then you hit me with John list and I was like, everyone knows who that is. Well, see, I thought John list would be cool for the boys, especially considering that the reason he murdered his whole family, or at least one of the reasons was because of money. And he had that fucking Tiffany chandelier in yep. his house that could have yep. solved all his problems. I mean, it was, it was a very interesting story for sure, but we're not here to appease the boys. We got to give the voters what they wanted. Right. Always. I just thought, you know, content wise, it'd make for good reactions and shit. But yeah, no, still back to square one. Um, I said this before the call, but I feel a lot like Ryan right now. So that's where I'm at in life. Is he eating a very small pancake? What is he doing? I'm eating a, what is he? I'm eating a muffin. <laughs> a cupcake. Okay. And I was just eating. You know, I was just eating. You know, it's funny. Back when Jard first started, we had this hard and fast list of rules. We're like, put your phones on silent. No eating. <laughs> yeah, we, no drinking. Yeah. Use the bathroom before we Yeah, we, we start. really like, did. We were so fucking strict. And now look at And now it's just a melee. It's just a free-for-all. <laughs> Anyways, we get up and go piss midway through. Like, we don't give a fuck now. Yeah. I'm like, I need a cigarette. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, what that's what everyone likes. So, fuck it. Let's keep it going. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and get started. I'll go ahead and preface all this by saying that I got 
literally all this information from Murderpedia, which is a great resource for you guys with your research. Mm -hmm. Like it pulls from so many different pools of like, you know, books and websites and things like that. So um, that's the one I use, which it actually didn't take me very long to find my first one. Interestingly enough, I actually I just Googled low profile serial killers. And then the first thing that came up was like a Reddit thread for like lesser known serial killers. So I started skimming through it and I I listed like I was, you know, writing a list of names to look into and I jotted down two names and then I came upon a comment for uh, this one and it was like, oh, there's this guy who did this and this and this. I was like, that sounds really interesting, but also really familiar. As you guys well know, and our listeners are probably familiar, I'm a big Dexter fan. So when I read what this guy did, I was like, this literally sounds just like the antagonist on the latest season of Dexter. And can we can we note something really quick? Like, for sure. the literal definition of serial killers... Is it not that you have to kill three, at the very minimum, three or three more? Three or more. So, I mean, in terms of being a serial killer, technically, you don't have to do that much to be considered a, a serial killer. I mean, yeah, you're taking people's lives, but it's only three. See, that I sounds terrible. No, I'm see, sorry. see, I didn't even. <laughs> Thank see, you didn't... for that. I don't know. <laughs> see, it's only three. It's all good. It's fine. It's fine. It's three. See, here's me. You didn't even know what number or limit it was before you were classed as a serial killer. Aren't you? Yeah. It's three, baby. You okay. would think it would be more. I'd have liked to have thought of it. Well, not like to have thought of it. There's no good way of wording this. <laughs> there is no good way. <sighs> Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> okay, so as I was saying, I, I read this comment and it jumped out at me because I was like, this literally sounds like the villain on the latest Dexter, New Blood, whatever. Um, I don't remember what the comment was now, but I, I pulled up the character bio for the character on Dexter, which is Kurt Caldwell. And it says, he has a very specific MO. He finds young runaway women passing through Iron Lake, which is the town it takes place in, and offers her food, money, or some other kind of gesture. He then lures the woman back to his cabin where he imprisons and observes her. Eventually, he releases his captive only to hunt her as she tries to run away. And, like, the whole thing with Iron Lake and the last season, it's very snowy, it's very cold, everything's frozen. So it's, like, literally, okay, I would that really jumped out at me. I'm like... So then I'm like, is this guy, like, is Kurt Caldwell, is he based on this real life serial killer? So I look it up and it's like, yes, there are dozens of articles about this being based on this serial killer. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, I'm definitely doing this one. Um, so, yeah, Murderpedia, when you go to the homepage, like it's it's all divided into like alphabetical. You can search by male or female, whatever. I just wanted to make a note that I found it interesting. It tells you how many listings there are for each gender. Male serial killers, or male killers, rather, 5,852 versus 1,069 female killers. Those are Ricky numbers. We got to up those numbers. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, is it because men are just physically, like, typically larger than like there's you know they can overpower someone easier or like i don't know i was just like that's a really big difference ladies it only takes three people you don't give a fuck about 
Okay, all right. Okay, I know he's snapping first. I think Amber's snapping first. All right. No. Well, okay, well... Does it say how many of those females were partnered with a male? Oh, I didn't look into it that far. Cause my, oh, my, no. I mean, mine was a male, so I immediately went to the male section. I didn't look into it. Yeah. Yikes. So I don't know. But knowing that now, I do definitely want to cover a female serial killer mm. for one of my other episodes later on. Um, but this episode is about Robert Hansen, otherwise known as the Butcher Baker or Alaska's serial killer. It is believed that he killed between 17 and 21 people in the span of about 10 years. What the fuck is Amber doing? <laughs> Uh, Jess just delivers some, some. I had to. I had to get the cat. I'm sorry. Th- those okay. two tones did not mix up on those screens. Just delivering that, and Amber doing that. <laughs> did you say um, it's seventeen okay. to twenty-one? Yes. Yikes. So, a little background. Hansen was born in 1939 in Idaho. He would eventually follow his father's footsteps and become a baker, which is. I found a little bit interesting because he actually had a really bad relationship with his father. When he was a kid, he had a speech impediment. Well, he, you know, he stuttered and he had severe acne, which later scarred. And this caused the girls in school to shun him. And he began to hate those girls. He got married in 1960, but he was arrested later that year for arson. He burned down a school bus garage. Um, he was sentenced to three years for that, but he only served 20 months, but his wife divorced him while he was in prison. And after getting out, he was jailed pretty frequently for petty theft. So I think like what you guys, you boys specifically, Amber, you already know, but like when we get into these situate or these, these episodes where we're talking about like killers or like you know any crime in particular you're going to find that the punishment does not fit the crime whatsoever or that they'll serve a fraction of what the actual sentence is and it's very infuriating to be completely honest or there's like repeat offenders that should have stayed in jail but were released and then they go on to do something far worse justice system isn't infuriating (laughs) Mm. well i'm telling you right now the american one sucks (laughs) yeah But he remarried in 1963, and he and his wife moved to Anchorage, Alaska in 1967, and they had two children together. Apparently, he was well-liked by his neighbors, and he was kind of a local hunting champion. Like, he was even in their record books after breaking several of the records. In 71, he was arrested twice. This is where it kind of, like, really escalates. The first time he got arrested, it was for abducting and attempting to rape an unidentified housewife. Oh, my God. The second time he was arrested, it was for raping an unidentified sex worker. In the case of the housewife, he pleaded no (coughs) contest to assault with a deadly weapon. The rape charge involving the sex worker was dropped as part of a plea bargain. He was then sentenced to five years in prison, but only served six months. Whoa. What? I'm sorry. He he was sentenced to how many? Five years, and he, and served, he served six, six months. months. Yes, he was placed on a work release program program and sent to live in a halfway house. Nah, that. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm gonna tell you right now, a common theme in this, and like with this charge in particular, like 
at that time, they didn't take those kind of crimes against sex workers seriously. It was definitely not going to be punished as heavily as if it had been not a sex worker. Like the housewife. Um... So in 1977, he went back to prison for stealing a chainsaw. He There he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and prescribed lithium. However, he was never officially ordered to take the medication, and he was released from prison after serving one year. I don't know, I, I don't know how long the original sentence was, but yeah, he served a year for that one. After his release from that, he opened a bakery using money that he gained from an insurance settlement from a burglary reported at his home. He would later be arrested for a plethora of charges, including insurance fraud. <laughs> oh, really? No, no shit. Who'd have thought? That's yeah, ironic. No shit. <laughs> so this is where it gets really interesting. On September 12th, 1982, two off-duty police officers, John Daly and Audi Holloway, had spent the day hunting along the Nick River, once evening approached, they decided to call it a day. And as they progressed up the river to like head out of the woods or whatever, they noticed a boot sticking out of the sand. They took a closer look and found that it was a partially decomposed bone joint. Mm. Sergeant Rolly Port was assigned to the investigation and he spent hours sifting through the sand surrounding the bone. He eventually found a single shell casing from a 223 caliber bullet which is the kind of ammunition used in high-powered rifles like M16s, M14s, and AR-15s. The autopsy revealed that the victim was a female of undetermined age, and she had been dead for approximately six months. The cause of death was three gunshot wounds from the two twenty-three rifle. They also found ace bandages mingled in with her remains, leading investigators to believe she had been blindfolded at the time of her death. Mm. Two weeks later... She was, the body was identified as 24-year-old Sherry Morrow, who was a dancer at a bar in Anchorage. She'd last been seen in November 1981 when she told her friends she was going to see a man who offered her $300 to pose for pictures. Um, so after that, the police suspected that this was probably not an isolated incident. So the first indication of a possible link appeared to be with two unsolved cases from 1980. In the first, construction workers near I'm this this name comes up all throughout this story, and I'm gonna butcher it. I if anyone listening know like you want to correct me, please. I don't know. It's Eklutna. It's E K L U T N A Road. Eklutna. I don't know. Eklutna. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, anyway, construction workers near that road discovered the partial remains of a woman buried in a shallow grave. She was never identified and instead dubbed Eklutna Annie. Mm. Later that year, another body was found in a nearby gravel pit. She was later identified as Joanne Messina, also a local dancer. Um, on June 13th, 1983, a trucker was passing through Anchorage when he spotted a young woman waving her arms and calling out to him. She had a pair of handcuffs dangling from one of her wrists and her clothing was disheveled. She told him that there was a man after her and asked if he would take her to her motel. She went inside and asked the front desk to call her procurer, a.k.a. in less politically correct terms, her pimp. Uh, The trucker, he then went straight to the police and reported the incident. Um, The police arrived to the motel and she was there alone, still wearing the handcuffs. 
And according to what she told investigators, she had been approached on the street by a red-haired man in his 40s who offered her $200 for oral sex. She agreed, but halfway through, he slapped a handcuff on her wrist and produced a gun. He told her if she cooperated, he would not kill her. He took her to his house in Muldoon, an upper-class area just outside of town. There, he raped her, bit her nipples, and then sexually assaulted her with a hammer. Oh, my God. Yeah. After resting from all that, he told her he was going to fly her to his cabin in the mountains, and he would let her go if she cooperated. When they arrived at the airport, he shoved her into the plane and started loading up the supplies. She waited until his back was turned, shoved open the door, and ran. Good on you go, girl. Yeah, good on Get her. the fuck out of there. Fuck yeah. She said that he chased her at first, but then he stopped once she saw once he saw her flagging down the truck driver. The investigators took her back to Merrill Field, which is the airport where she was taken. And once they were there, she spotted a blue and white Piper Super Cub, tail number N3089Z, and told them that was the plane. The investigators checked with the flight tower, who informed them that the plane belonged to Robert Hansen. They took her to the hospital and went to Hansen's home. He was, he was up, he was outraged. He was completely upset, even remarking that quote, "You can't rape a prostitute, can you?" End quote. Wow. Hansen stated his wife and children were in Europe, but that he had been with friends all night, and his alibi checked out, and no charges were filed. Huh? Mm-hmm. How? Bring that... In September 1983, just under a year after Sherry Morrow was found, another <clears throat> body was found along Nick River. It was partially decomposed and buried in a shallow grave. The victim would later be identified as 17-year-old Paula Golding, a dancer and sex worker in Anchorage. She had been missing for five months, and the autopsy revealed she also was shot with a two twenty three caliber bullet. So, at this point, the local investigators contacted the FBI for assistance. The FBI sent Special Agent John Douglas to assist in profiling the killer. Even though he had an alibi, local investigators still considered Hansen to be a viable suspect. In the 1996 book Mindhunter, inside the FBI's elite serial crime unit, Douglas details how he began to build the profile. He felt that the killer was selecting victims such as sex workers and dancers because they felt that those women would go unnoticed or wouldn't be missed. I was just about to say that. He also began looking into Hansen and his background. He made note of the fact that Hansen was smaller in stature, had acne scars, and a speech impediment. He deduced that if Hansen was the killer, it stemmed from Hansen being bullied in school due to his looks and speech, thus exacting his revenge on women in adulthood. He also deduced that the killer would likely be a saver, the type to keep trophies from his victims. Uh, okay. So Douglas knew that they would have to find holes in Hansen's alibi if they wanted to progress the investigation, like in that direction, towards mm-hmm. Hansen. He strongly felt that Hansen's friends had lied for him regarding the night of the escaped woman. <laughs> uh, Douglas encouraged the local investigators to bring the friends in and threaten them with charges if they were found to be lying. So State Sergeant Glenn Floff took Douglas's advice and had the men brought in for questioning. His strategy worked, and 
the friends admitted they had not been with Hanson the night of the botched kidnapping slash murder. They also told investigators that Hanson had committed insurance fraud in regards to the previous home burglary he reported. So, with that information, Sergeant Floth then went before a judge with a 48-page affidavit and was granted eight search warrants for both Hanson and his property. On October 27, 1983, investigators followed Hanson to work and asked him to come with them for questioning. He agreed without question or incident. He didn't even ask them, like, what's this about? Like, why are you questioning? Like, it was just like, okay, fine, I'll go. Simultaneously, investigators were serving warrants on both his house and plane. They found nothing in the home to implicate Hanson in any of the crimes. However, when investigators were getting ready to call it a day and leave, one officer happened to discover a hidden space in the attic rafters. They found a Remington 552 rifle, a Thompson Contender 7mm pistol, an aviation map with specific locations marked, various pieces of jewelry, newspaper clippings, a Winchester 12-gauge shotgun, a driver's license, and various ID cards, some of which belonged to dead women. Oh. Bingo. And last but not least, the literal smoking gun, a two twenty three caliber Mini-14 rifle. There it is. Hansen denied any involvement in the murders. <laughs> there it is. But after going back... Yeah. But after going back and forth with investigators, he eventually requested an attorney... And he was then arrested and charged with assault, kidnapping, weapons offenses, theft, and insurance fraud. On November 3rd, 1983, an Anchorage grand jury indicted Hansen on four charges. First degree assault and kidnapping, five counts of misconduct in possession of a handgun, theft in the second degree, and theft by deception and insurance fraud. Investigators were, await- they were awaiting the results of the ballistics tests on the rifle before bringing murder charges against him. He pleaded not guilty to all charges, and his bail was set at half a million dollars. Hmm. Which, I mean, that's a lot, but I personally know someone with bail higher than that, so, you know, it's whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, so on November 20th, 1983, the ballistics test results came in. The FBI crime lab in Washington, D.C. determined that the shell casings found at the grave sites had all been fired from the rifle. The firing pin and extractor markings were identical. At that point, Hansen knew his chances of winning in court had been reduced to basically zero. So on February 22nd, 1984, he had his attorney arrange a meeting with the Anchorage District Attorney. District Attorney Crum offered Hansen a deal. In exchange for a full confession, the DA guaranteed he would only be charged with the four cases that they knew of, and he would serve his time in a federal facility rather than maximum security. And Hansen agreed to the deal. After making the deal, Hansen then described a typical abduction for him. So, quote, I pull out the gun. I think the standard speech was, look, you're a professional. You don't get excited. You know there's some risk to what you've been doing. If you do exactly what I tell you, you're not going to get hurt. You're just going to count this off as a bad experience. Be a little more careful next time who who you are going to proposition or go out with, you know? I tried to act tough as I could to get them as scared as possible. Give that right away even before I started talking at all. Reach over, you know, and hold that head back and put a gun in her face and get him to feel helpless, scared, right there, I'm sure. Maybe it's not the same procedure for you. You always try to get control of the situation so some things don't start going bad. Maybe I've seen some cops on TV. I don't know, okay? End quote. 
When his victims were subdued, he would take them to his plane and fly them out to his remote cabin. Sometimes he would brutally rape and torture them. After, he would strip them naked, sometimes blindfolding them, and set them free in the woods. He would give them a head start, and then he would hunt them down with either a hunting knife or high-powered rifle. That's fucked up. He said that it was like, quote, going after a trophy doll sheep or a grizzly bear, end quote. Mm -mm. Hansen was provided a large aerial map of the region and identified 15 grave sites, 12 of which were previously unknown to investigators. Investigators flew him up to each location and at each site he would lead them to each grave. Hansen pled guilty on February 27th, 1984, to four counts of first-degree murder in the cases of Paula Golding, Joanne Messina, Sherry Morrow, and Annie. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I don't want to do any. If it's like if it's like a local, you know, a local name, I don't want to do any disrespect to it. Yeah, but, no, I understand. Um, Eklutna, Annie. I don't know. The judge sentenced Hansen to 461 years plus life. Without chance of parole. He was then transferred to Lewisburg Federal Penitentiary in Pennsylvania. By May 1984, investigators had found seven bodies at the grave sites Hansen led them to. No other bodies were ever recovered. On April 24th, they found Sua Luna at Nick River and also Malai Larson near a parking area by Old Nick Bridge. April 25th, they found Dylan Fry at Horseshoe Lake, April 26th, Teresa Watson, Kenai Peninsula, and also Angela Federn at Figure Eight Lake. On April 29th, they found um, Tamara Pedersen, one and a half miles from Old Nick Bridge, and on May 9th, Lisa Futrell, south of Old Nick Bridge. In 1988, Hansen was returned to Alaska to Spring Creek Correctional Center, where he remained until his death of natural causes in 2014. Um, in 2003, Alaska state troopers again requested assistance from the public in identifying Eklutna Annie. They released information regarding her clothing and jewelry. According to the report, the victim was a white brunette in her 20s. She was wearing knee-high reddish-brown high-heeled boots, a sleeveless knit top, and a brown leather jacket with a silver cuff bracelet with polished stones, probably handmade. Eklutna Annie is the only victim of Robert Hansen to remain <clears throat> unidentified. Dang. And he only got charged for four of those. Mm-hmm. That's just. That was the deal, baby. Oh, and see, like, like I understand why we have plea deals, but I also hate that we have them. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you confess, then like it's not going to be as bad. Like it should be as bad. But then the only reason why I mean I know it's to get a confession, but yeah, well, and and really. Because if, you know, there really isn't that much physical evidence, but just still, it's, it's, it's still fucked. Yeah. And I mean, what's, what's really sad, especially about old Annie here is it's like, I mean, she probably didn't have much family there. Like, right. I mean, clearly it's 40 years later and she's still unidentified. 
-hmm. And it's obviously, I mean, he didn't, he wouldn't have known who she was. I mean, he's just picking up random sex workers and dancers and killing them. So I would honestly be shocked if he had remembered her by, like, her actual name or anything like that. So did the only, like, uh, forms of identification that he had, they only match the girls that, you know, they found? Like, they, he didn't have any extras or... Not to my knowledge. Mm. I'm just like, God, that sucks. I mean, I know it doesn't matter when you're dead. You don't care about shit when you're dead, but still right. it's kind of sad. Like... Mm. No one's gonna. Well, no one's gonna remember you because no one knows who you are. Like so, that's why I choose those targets because no one gives. That's why I thought it was funny. I was doing my research and like this one jumped out at me because I recognized that story from my favorite show of all time. And like, I'm doing my research and it's like, oh yeah, like Kurt Caldwell is loosely based on this real life. Series. I'm like, this is not loosely based. This is like exactly <laughs> what happened. Oh, it's like, show. like this. I mean, like that's not loosely based. They took well, some creative liberties with a few other things, but that's sad. I hate it when they pick on sex workers, man. That one, that one just really bothers me because it's like they think that they're just—they're the lowest of the low. No one's gonna yeah. care. Not the case. Not the case. It's still someone's child. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Wow. I love it though. Mm. When they get, like, what did you say? Got 146 years plus life. 461 400. years. Oh, right. Oh, shit. Okay, even better. I love it when you get a ridiculous number like that, and then plus life. You already know you're fucked, but then you know you're extra fucked when you get that added on as well. I love it when charges happen. I mean, that's just no, like when that, when that, um, with, what was it, the Olympic doctor that uh, was charged with heinous sex crimes, and then the judge read off his sentence, and I loved what she said at the end. She was like, I just signed your death warrant. Yeah. Yep. Which it's really, it's really not a death warrant without the parole thing tacked on. Because if you have a chance mm. of parole, there's always going to be a chance. Yeah. But yeah. when they give you that without the chance of parole, you are fucked. You're gone. Yeah. You ain't coming. You're in yet. there forever. You can make as many appeals as you want. You're staying yeah. there. That's like fucking Chris Watts trying to appeal his shit whenever he did a full confession and then got life without parole. It's not going to happen. Like, no. I can't get over the fact that this guy is a low profile. Yeah. I had yeah. never heard with, of him before. With how many his, with the style that he's did it, it how many yeah, precisely. he's killed. And they're all... And, um, like, same. I listen to like and about. watch a lot of true mm. crime stuff, and I had literally never heard of this guy before. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's like, like I know I, I looked on Spotify because I always, when I'm doing my research, I do like Spotify searches too to see who else has covered it. And quite a few like podcasts have covered it on Spotify, but like, I had never heard of him. Like, especially I know the all fact the big that... ones and some of the sub large ones, but never heard yeah. of this guy. And to the point that. <clears throat> Yeah, the show Dexter is used him yeah. as a reference. So it's like, 
And I didn't even know that. And I'm like the world's biggest fan. And I'm like, wait, what? This is like, that was a real life thing. Mm. What? I like that. We, That's crazy. I like that we're going to be doing life profile ones because I'm not going to lie. Halfway through that, I legitimately thought like this was like a high profile one all of a sudden because of how heinous it was and how it was repeated in the same MO and the same, you know, the same style and everything like that. And at the end, it's like, oh shit, hang on, no, this is, you know, this is a low, you know, a, a, a low one. So I like the last bit because it just brings more, more to light with it about it in a way. Um, and like how we saying at the start, to be classed as a serial killer, you only need to kill three. Yeah, and the fact that this guy mm-hmm. got what was his what seventeen is ridiculous. to twenty-one, and it, it between seventeen and twenty-one. Yeah. Ooh. Damn, that's, that's insane. That is mm. insane. This is gonna be a good season, but also potentially a really fucking morbid season. <laughs> Truly. Then they, you can say that about the last one. I mean, so. people voted for serial killers. They know what they're, they're getting no, yeah, into. They know what so. they, yeah, they know I mean, what. even a couple of uh, even a couple of items in my notes here, I was like, oh, I don't know if I should say that or not. But then I'm like, you know what? They voted for it. Yeah. I'm just going to do you know it. In for. They went all I almost didn't house. mention the hammer thing, but I was like, uh, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah. They voted for serial killers. Yeah. So the thing I'm is, there's gonna... always going to be one fact in one story that, Someone's not gonna like, or a bunch of people. Are, you, you're just not. Gonna, but it, the thing is, it happened, and it, as disgusting as it is, it's there. It's the same when you throw on a documentary on Netflix. You're choosing to watch it. You're choosing to listen to this, folks. We're just presenting facts. Like, <laughs> okay, I I do have a hang up about that specific comment though, because yes, I did watch Don't Fuck with Cats, but no, I did not sign up for that. I haven't seen that yet. So same. I, I don't know. First of all, no, I didn't even, I didn't, I wasn't even, I don't know about you, Amber. I wasn't even really given the option. It was one of those auto ads that started playing after I watched something else. And it showed so much in that promo. I was like, how the fuck is this a promo? Like, this is terrible. This is. But this- see, they, but, and, and they also showed you things that you didn't necessarily need to see. Like you could have just Absolutely put a text. Not. You could have just put a text on the screen that said this happened. And I'd have been like, I right, cool. I feel like I earned three to four at least core memories from that show alone because it fucked me up. I will never watch. I'm glad to have watched it, look, but e- I will never watch it again. Look, guys, Evie really doesn't want to talk about it. Have I missed out on something? Because <laughs> don't do talk I, about do cats. I need to catch up or am I good not seeing it? Like I said, I feel like it's an interesting story, I- but you need to go into it informed. Yeah. Me? Like I said, I like I I am glad that I watched it, but I will never watch it again. Like it's a right. one watch. Like I mean, I don't know how you are, Ryan. I can't watch anything with animal cruelty. Well, no, I'm. I'll back that up. I can't watch anything with dogs where something happens to them. Which I thought I would be okay with this because I've never really been like oh like about cats. So I thought I'd be okay, but it's bad. Right. It's yeah. really bad. I'm a pass. I'm a pass. Yeah. It's suggestive. Oh God! Now I'm having intrusive memories. Oh. Anywho. Okay. <laughs> Welcome um. back to season two, to, 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 to Jar, guys. Season six. See, you fucked up. See, none of us know what I season. Did, we're, none of us know what season we're fucking on anymore. Don't show your butt. Don't show your butt. <laughs> Come on, cats um, love to show people their they butts. Do like to show I know. Butt. I just don't want her to. The internet is forever, E.B. 
I wonder. Ryan, Ryan can like, just put a blur on there. Yeah, yeah, blur. just just <laughs> put like a heart over that. I'm not putting a heart over it. That's worse. <laughs> Something cute that's not her butthole. <laughs> a flower. I really shouldn't be the editor. <laughs> <laughs> you are, though. You really are. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Another thing. Nothing okay, inappropriate, so, yeah. Ryan. Okay. <laughs> so, um, speaking of this, like being a like a lesser known serial killer. So, um, in popular culture, per Wikipedia, there was a movie in 2013 called uh, "The Frozen Ground," which starred John Cusack as Hanson, opposite Nicolas Cage, hey, as a sergeant based on Sergeant Floth mm-hmm. and Vanessa Hudgens as the victim survivor, Cindy Paulson, which is the, you know, the one that got away from the plane. And yeah. All that. Yeah. I never heard about that in my life. I've never heard of this movie. What's it called? Frozen ground. The frozen ground. It came out in 2013 and I love John Cusack. I, love I, think Nicholas I do too. Then there was Naked Fear in 2007, which was loosely based on characteristics of Hanson's MO. Um, FBI Files did an episode on him. Crime Stories did an episode. Um, Investigation Discovery did something about him in September of 2020. I'd never seen. I'd never seen or heard of. Well, I've heard of some of these, but I've never like actually. And that just even more so. How is he still a low profile? And <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look up. I'm telling you. You guys That's, know I'm I'm super into true crime. Yeah. I never heard of. I mean, same, before. yeah. I'm gonna have to look up that Frozen Ground movie because I. You would think with a cast like that, I, you would have at least heard of it. You would have thought. It seems like they only get like real like superstar status when there's like the star like the as morbid as it, like the star quality like you know Ted Bundy he was very prolific and at mm-hmm. the time he was considered handsome and you know whatever blah 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 and then there was Jeffrey Dahmer which is which is his thing was that it was very very egregious and like it wasn't just he was murdering people like he was like eating them and it, yeah. like you know like there's always there has to be that one little thing that like just and I mean John Wayne Gacy before set, everything set was found out about him he was, was he was somewhat a pillar of the community. Yeah. Well, I mean, his was that he was just dipping into his own pool. Like, he was hiring mm-hmm. these boys and then killing them. <laughs> and then burying them under his house. Under the house. So, yeah, maybe Hanson just didn't have that star quality. Just didn't have that detail that's I mean it's have that factor. Oh. I mean it's very I mean it's very interesting like he's literally kidnapping people to set them free in the wilderness so he can hunt them like that's just you would like think animals just, you know yeah. straight to the top yeah that that part alone mm. that hunting aspect is whew. yeah that's what I mean and that's it's Ooh. fucked up Good start yeah. to the season, Jess. Yeah. I mean, fucking, mm. knocking it out of the park. I was really excited about this one. I had no idea who this guy was, and I was just like, that sounds like Kurt Caldwell. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> this is about, this is the same, okay. Yeah, so I was like really stoked. I felt like my notes were like a lot, but then I like 
flew through it in like thirty minutes. I was saying minutes, we so. we got through that really really damn quick. Um, yeah, which was nice. Dougie was like, "Are you gonna do one? Or are you gonna do multiple?" I'm like, "Well, if we're doing like lesser known, then it's hard to get. It's gonna be hard to yeah. stretch out an arc over yeah. the season. Three episodes on the same person. Yeah. Uh, so." Anywho. Well, we've all got to do Good our, job, man. We've all got to do our research mm. now. We've got to uh, get on Jess's level there. We've got to top that shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, Murderpedia and, um, yeah, guys, listeners, listeners, if you use Murderpedia, try to donate to them because they work very hard to give great resources and information and they're kind of like an independently owned situation. So, yeah. And anyway, also, if Murderpedia, you're, you guys. And also, if you're in the mood to give uh, money to Murderpedia, also consider giving money to us. We do have a Patreon. We don't want to stretch you too thin, though. See, I was gonna. We're just saying. See, I was gonna say that I'm for just basically. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I got it for it's, you, it's, baby. Since you're dishing it out, like <clears throat> we're over here. Yeah. Like. Yeah. We'd be doing stuff over there, and you know, shout out our new producer for. Uh, those Patreon bonus episodes, Michael Davis, he is nice. doing a kick-ass fucking job. Shout out, Mike, also host of the Riverfield podcast. That's true. Yeah, last true. month's bonus, last month, was it, no, this month's technically bonus Patreon. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> so damn good. So if you haven't seen that, guys. It's worth it for that extra content, guys. Yeah. All uncut. Um, we don't hold back. <laughs> we have a lot. Yeah. Good luck. By the way, viewers, YouTube, which our YouTube is doing really well lately. It is. It is. I was. Um, which, but I mean, when I check the when I check the analytics, though, it's always like, oh, same as usual. But I'm like, I feel like that's more than usual. But okay. It, no, it is. I check it obviously. <gasps> What every every week, obviously, because I'm um, like changing stuff and whatever. And I was on it the other night when I was changing the profile picture and the banner and etc. And Amber's um, John Bonnet Ramsey has skyrocketed yeah. to the number one. We've got several videos up. from last season alone that are like hundreds of yeah, views. Yeah, literally just skyrocketed. Mm. Um, so John Bonnet and Madeline McCann shot straight up. Dougie, your uh, was Hi. it? What was her name? Rihanna? Was it uh, the Rihanna? That's it. Yeah, that yeah. suddenly to, went into the top ten of our charts as well. For like for like it, within a month's period, so that got like its popularity shot up as well on that one. No, um, no, 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 no. Okay, a lot. Yeah, it, it was spiking a lot, which is is nice to see. Finally, That's the cool. the YouTube's getting some recognition and the subscriber count is going up as well. So it's it's nice to see. Yeah. It's nice to see that. Um, Definitely. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, um, I just want to say this. I know it's been how long has it been since last season? Three months? Uh we finished in November. November, December time. Okay, four months. Yeah. Guys, this isn't how I'm gonna look now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've waited until we're fifty minutes in to address Jess. <laughs> you guys just you guys just let me lead this entire episode as a fucking yeah, baby we didn't emo and didn't say I wasn't going to say jack shit. We didn't think to address the situation. I'm going to an emo party after this, so I I'm that's why I look like this, but it's kind of funny cuz Dougie was with me earlier when I was getting ready and I got done and I just looked in the mirror and Welcome to the Black Parade was playing in the background. Nice. And I just like looked at myself. I was like 
oh my god i know her <laughs> <laughs> i remember her we all like, know i literally her. like i almost teared up i almost started i was like oh my god i'm 15 again i remember this girl so maybe it maybe i'll bring it back no I'm, it was way too much work i don't want to go back to my email <laughs> i don't, don't want to do that which, by the time this comes out, happy belated birthday, Lauren, and also happy belated birthday, Sarah, I guess. Yeah, and Sarah. Gross. She won't listen. Nah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she'll sit behind you in the Patreon episodes. <laughs> yeah. <Cool. laughs> we love you, Sarah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think that's it. Yeah. Can't think there's anything else to wrap up on. Yeah. Make sure to check out all of our socials. Maybe I will yeah. have a uh, topic figured out for us next week. I will. I will. I will. I'll, Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's hope for more of it. Uh, yeah. What's the fucking word I'm thinking of? I never know what word you're thinking of. I never know what I'm thinking of. Wait, it's think not even guaranteed that you're thinking of a Basically. word. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, sometimes it's just noises that you think make a word and it's definitely I just not. throw yeah. things together and hope for the best no a better schedule <laughs> this season I mean yeah because last one one week it was not one of us and it should have been it was mixed around and then we were delayed and yeah so hopefully we've got a better structure EB honey well I mean things happen so. yeah they do they do they do alright guys you can find us on Instagram Fuck, what's our... Is it Jarred Official? Yes. Or is it Jarred.Official? Jarred, 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 or Jarred Pot? Just look for our logo. You know, you know what, what you it guys, is. You know what, you guys? We've been around long enough. We've in- infiltrated enough social media. Type yeah. Jarred Podcast into Google. You'll find yeah. all of it. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.